everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman, and today we are going to be continuing on our horror film score review for October 2020, and today we're going to be talking about the 2011 horror film Cabin in the Woods. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're new to the series, what I suggest is listen to the episode first and then go watch the movie after. It'll give you all of the background that you need to know and you'll know what to listen for while you're watching the movie. It just gives you a more well-rounded experience. All right, well, without further ado, we're going to get into the review. Cabin in the Woods was composed by David Julian and directed by Drew Goddard, and I'm going to read you a quick summary of the plot. When five college friends arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little do they expect the horrors that await them. One by one, the youths fall victim to backwoods zombies, but there is another factor at play. Two scientists are manipulating the ghoulish goings-on, but even as the body count rises, there is yet more at work than meets the eye. (laughs) This movie is, above all else, a serious, very gory, very serious parody of an extremely horror-bent setting. It is a meta-analysis of its own genre, and the score was most likely designed with that in mind. uh, David Julian does something similar in tactic to that of Marco Beltrami in his score to Scream. As most fans of horror know, Scream is one of the most famous examples of meta-horror. In other words, horror film that seeks to dissect what it is and why it exists. (laughs) Here is the musical setup. The score must accurately depict an audience's perception of what scary movie music should sound like. The score is a meta-analysis of all other horror film scores of the decade. This plays into the satirical nature of the film, but in a more subtle way than the joke writing and surreal plot. Just as all horror film music does, it seeks to manipulate the audience on a very subconscious level. So what is it that we're looking for in a textbook horror score of the 90s and early aughts into 2010s? Here's the short list. Very short list because there are other things to take into consideration, but we're going to go through these one by one um, and I'll give you a brief description why they are used in certain situations. So first thing you're going to listen for is a very large studio orchestra. So think large string sections and an especially large and active brass section into the early 90s and the, well, the 80s and early 90s. That started getting paired back a little bit as um, the use of synth instruments was really popular in pop music and even in film scoring. And I feel like into the mid 90s, about the time when you started seeing movies like Scream come up, that these orchestras started getting a little bigger for horror film scores and you started getting that more classic sound, but in a much bigger way. The brass section in particular in the horror film score setting of the mid nine mid 90s to early aughts was very active uh, so some of the sounds that you're going to hear from them are brass flutter tongue and french horn rips and the flutter tongue is where the instrument plays with a rolled r so you get this sound but it through the brass instrument and uh, also the entire 
French horn section will do these massive rips. Um, and if you're not familiar with what a rip is, it's basically when, you know, they'll go from a, most of the time from a low note to a high note and maybe do a trill on that note, but it's very, it should sound very brassy and almost like a um, elephant scream <laughs> is the best way I could describe it. So those type of sounds you'll hear when the action starts to intensify, when you see b- monsters, chase scenes, even sometimes in a jump scare, but that brings me to my next next item on the list is the jump scare chord so full orchestra jump scare chords are most of the time going to be led by the string section so and it's also most of the time preceded by a moment of silence which helps to build up the intensity of the moment right all right, you're, you're also going to hear rhythmic percussion. And you think, well, percussion is rhythmic. That's what they're there for. But this is versus the percussion for sound effect or for texture. All right, next on the list is metallic sounds. And this can be achieved by a number of ways. But a lot of times this does come from the percussion section. Um, metal scraping on metal literally is sometimes what's happening. Um, or they'll take a bow of a bass or a cello and scrape it up against a sheet of metal or something similar that and these abrasive string sounds where they'll be playing something up very very close to the bridge of the instrument and just really going at it (laughs) like back and forth with that bow these abrasive sounds metallic sounds in combination not only like triggers some part of your brain that physically will hurt when you hear it but it also psychologically will make you feel uncomfortable enough to react to what's on screen. Really, last but not least, I mean, just overall, think about horror film scoring in the early 2000s, mid-2000s to early aughts as something similar to the sound of Hans Zimmer, but for horror film. Think So think of like the score to Inception, <laughs> but with a little more flair. The score, aside from its satirical agenda, also has a unique aesthetic. It has a 90s new age texture in a few of the tracks that I find quite interesting, almost like I'm listening to an Enya album. That may be to depict the futuristic nature of the observation labs, although it's hard to to tell. It may just be a style choice um, that has nothing to do with symbolism. So we'll take it from there. And this score on the onset could be considered a basic or unintriguing example of the genre. But if you step back and consider how it makes you feel when you watch the movie, the most important feeling is familiarity. It should give you the feeling that you know this formula, you've seen this before, and that your viewing experience is heavily manipulated by the sounds you hear, much like the characters on screen are being manipulated. I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. Very solid score, awesome movie, definitely worth your time. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Film Music Nerds. Come back tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film score screening and analysis. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Enjoy your scary movie viewing and catch you next time.